All righty. Back at it here on The Fan. We'll talk about Lamar Jackson coming up in about 25 minutes or so. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Glad you guys could be with me here on this Friday night. We need something to rival Tiesto Thursday. We need to brainstorm. We need to get something out there. Tiesto Thursday is a vibe. We turn it in. It's like a nightclub here on Thursdays. On Friday when people are out and about, you're drinking, you're enjoying the weekend. We got nothing. I remember like Pharrell on the bench, you know, Pharrell on the bench, that guy, the guy with a really like deep raspy voice that was overnights for like a million years on CBS sports radio. He used to do like the, the, the pop a can of beer open for you type thing. That would be so sports radio hacky. I couldn't even imagine doing something like that. We will not be doing that, but I need to come up with my own thing for Friday nights that gets people in the vibe. Maybe we'll just get Dominic in the corner to have a bunch of drinks. I don't know. Mackenzie, do you think it'd be fun? If we just had Dominic drink all throughout the shift, and that was our that was our amusement for Friday night, I think so. He seems like an emotional drunk, doesn't he? I'm not gonna lie, he does a little bit. He seems like a but, very emotional, like like he gets drunk and is like, "I love you, man. You're oh, just the for best." Sure. I, listen, I didn't want to tell you this, but I just I think you're the greatest, and I just love being here, and and I just I just love you so much. That's that's Dominic when he's drunk. Bros forever. Bros forever. And then we could watch Ted. Thunder Buddies. Thunder Buddies. I'm loving it. I'm loving it so much. Do you watch it? Do you, have you seen the new series? No. Okay. I'm not that invested. I think I watched like the first one and didn't. You didn't remember watch the Thunder one. Buddies. You're more invested than you think you are. Oh. The series is funnier than the movie. The series is really, really funny. I'm John, telling everybody about it. Jonathan, I think you've kind of said, aren't you kind of like a, a chatty drunk? Like you just kind of like chat to everybody? I don't know if chatty drunk is the way to, to to describe it. I don't know. Is that how is that how I described it to you as a chatty drunk? Like yeah, because you told me about the MGK story, how you just like went up to him like a. Bunch I would of- not stop talking that night. That's for sure. Yeah. For somebody that I I claim to not be someone that's like a natural talker by any stretch of the measure. I do. I get. I'm a chatty drunk. I also am a very loving drunk. I just want to. I I want to love on people, and then also I, I love music at the very end of the night. When I'm drinking, like I really, I enjoy like uh, creating my own concerts and such and just getting hammered. Like I, I think that's just a world of fun for me. So there's, and so I'll start singing. And so I, that's the other part. I only ever sing when I'm hammered. When I'm hammered, that's when I sing. I won't do karaoke or you anything though. You don't dance though? though? You get a little booty. I dance when I'm drunk. Sure. Okay. Sure I do. Yeah. You should see me at a wedding sometime. Weddings, I'm, a, I'm an absolute riot at weddings. Only time I actually legitimately like cut up a dance floor is when at, at weddings. Or when I was in college doing the Soldier Boy, because it was fun then. But we don't Soldier Boy now, because Soldier Boy hasn't been cool in like 15 years. Oh, no, he's so cool. Is Soldier Boy still cool? Oh, yeah. What's that? Oh, like the one that came back in was like the Swag Surf. Swag Surf? No, I don't, I don't know. You don't know that one? No. I oh, don't my know. gosh. You have to show me how that goes in between the break. Yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. All right, uh, let's get to the fan focus. <laughs> Next up, Nick and Daryl. Next up, we're first up. Nick and Daryl on the play calling. Here we go. When it comes to the preseason, I mean, well, last year, or th- this past season uh, in Cincinnati, we asked him, hey, uh, you know, since you're pretty much treating this like, a, you know, the final preseason game and typically you, you, you let your assistant coaches mess around and call some plays or whatever, you're going to do that? Yeah, no, that's only a preseason thing. Yeah, like he has always been steadfast. I'm handling play calling duties and that's the way it is because that's what I'm good at, whatever. But the, the, I just... I, I noticed that line without giving it away. Andrew sliding in there, telling Zach that, yeah, you know, he did an impressive job calling plays for the Bills for two years. That sticks out a little bit too. That that I see to me, that's the quintessential answering the question. 
without directly answering the question definitively. So the what I think is really interesting, there the the Browns and Buckeyes and and Ryan Day and Kevin Stefanski have, have had some parallels about play calling. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say beards. Um yes, they also have beards. That's also fair. But they, you know, last year because of the, the, the second loss to Michigan and losing to Georgia, yeah. there were a lot of questions about, are you going to give up play-calling duties? And Ryan Day said the exact same thing that Kevin has said the last couple of years. If I think it's in the best interest of the team, which is a coded message for, I don't think it's in the best me- interest of the team and I'm not <laughs> going to do it. We talked a lot about it to lead off the show. Odyssey Rewind, 8 o'clock hour. Go back and listen to that. I just, I don't believe it's going to happen. I heard Zach. Zach would know. If anybody would know, Zach would know. I just, I I can't buy into that ever being reality. A public demotion for Kevin Stefanski like this, I think is something that we'll need to address if it does go down this way, because it doesn't seem comprehensible to me. It doesn't seem like reality. I just It doesn't make sense. Uh, I, I will not be able to wrap my head around it if that is, in fact, what goes down. But I'll react, and I'll react appropriately next week if that's how that does go down. All right, next up, Ken and Lima on Baby Watch. What, her due date was yesterday? Her due date was yesterday, so we are we are on Baby Watch. Well, you ain't going to be here on Monday. No, it doesn't look like it. Can I come over this time when the baby's born, or we just or are we keeping Ken away again? Come on in. I think you know we're you're overprotective with the first, right? But the second one, it's like, ah, let's and go. Yeah, because we, I, we I figured out how to do this the first. Time. I was allowed to come to the hospital to see the first, and now it's been over a year, and I haven't seen the first. <laughs> Eventually, and we're, you keep we're you, seventeen months, and into you this. keep scheduling things, and then inviting me later after you know that I have things that I have to do, and then you blame me, which is the best thing about it, and then you have the marble mouth. Stick it to me every chance he gets, which makes it even better. And then Jim, the actual godfather, likes to stick it to me and says that he's the real godfather, and this is why he's the real godfather. So when Enzo the baby comes, buddy, I'm going to be there. Oh, and You're going to have to call Cleveland Clinic security on me to know. make sure that I stay Maybe away. Maybe Izzy's a Michigan fan because she's talked with Keith a number of times. She's like, Keith, Keith. She loves Keith. Maybe once uh, she'll get to see Uncle Kenny one. Keith is terrible with people. At least he's present. Hmm. You and your father have something in common. All right, that's enough. I'm sorry. (laughs) It got me. I don't know. I thought it was funny. I like when they throw uh, little jabs here and there. Congratulations to Lima when the baby does come. The baby has not come yet, but congratulations to Lima. I want Ken to be the godfather. I know. I think it's a little hokey in life to make your radio partner any sort of anything of significance because radio partners typically, they've been going on almost seven, eight years now. It's not like it's been a tiny amount of time. If they stop being show uh, you know, partners tomorrow, let's say, it still would have been a significant enough run that I think it would have been warranted that you're the godfather. But that show's not breaking up anytime soon. They're going to be together for another 10 years, I would imagine. It's going to be a long time of Ken and Anthony I think it's worth it. I think you could do it. But think about it this way. If you had a child and the child was like, who's my godparent? And your parents, then you're 20 years old and you're like, how how did this guy named Ken get to be my, my godparent? You're like, well, we worked together for about 20 years or so and then we don't see each other anymore, but that's just how life works. You're like, wait, so you worked together for 20 years? Think about it like if you worked at an accounting firm. 
Would you have like the guy in the in the cubicle next to you at the accounting firm? Yeah, he's right down the hall from me for 15 years. That's how he's your godfather. You'd be like, that's weird. That's weird, right? I don't think you should make coworkers godparents for that reason. It could end badly. You can get in a big fight, and then you'd feel bad about it. I think they got the right call. Although I think Ken would be a great godfather, I kind of like him not being a godfather for baby Enzo. I, I, I think he'd be fantastic at it, but I... No. Don't do that to yourself. All righty, next up. Baskin and Phelps in transition with the morning show. What was the goofy... You guys were talking goofy trade before I even walked in the door today. LeBron back to Cleveland for... Let, Don't just, look at me. Just, I was just playing along with. Yeah, Lima. I mean, this was it was a complete barroom conversation. I mean, there was like nothing to this, but uh, what was it? it was, Garland, it was Darius, and, Le- and Karras. Yeah, LeBron. At least that's what Lima said. I don't know where Anthony got that from. I think somebody had just Anthony called me loves to do like a little three minute show between shows, and it's always enjoyable. I enjoy talking to him about it. You do. Sometimes I feel frustration. For me, nah. Just like like we're trying to get I in like here. Anthony. I do too, but we're Anthony trying. Anthony did twenty twenties with us. It was it was one of us for a long time. Now he's one of them, but he's still one of us. I know, but like Owen and Ken, they're they're we're all a big family, Andy. I this is the most I've ever Mitch. heard you talk about the morning show ever, ever. This is the most I've ever heard you say. Well, we don't do the morning show; we do the midday show. I know, but I so I'm to doing our show. show. Okay, not going to worry about the other guys. That's that's they they do their show; we do ours. I mean, if we all sounded the same, how dang boring would that be? You're doing okay. Well, I'm having a great day. I'm just making sure. Groundhog didn't see a shadow. That I know, but nothing to me. T- Dan, am I? Is it me or is it? Am I? Is he a little off today, or is it me? Am I off? Today? Off today? Not off. You're off. Just not I'm your bringing normal- it, baby. Feisty, feisty on the midday. We don't get midday arguments. We get morning show arguments. We get afternoon show mar- arguments. We don't get midday arguments like that. That was kind of fun. And it was the morning show that kind of got him going, and they didn't even mean to do it. That's the best kind of arguments. All right. Way to go, Baskin and Phelps. I do want to touch on Phelps's idea for a second, though, that if everybody sounded the same, that it'd be really boring. And I agree with that 100%. I need to elevate that one out because I feel like not enough people understand that idea. Everyone's like, oh, you need to be like Ken 24-7. No. I could be like Ken 24-7. I'm not Ken, first off. And number two, if everyone sounded exactly like Ken, you wouldn't like the radio station. That's not how this works. You can't have seven Kens. It doesn't work. You get one Ken, and then you get everybody else. This is how this operates. You would think Ken was awful if there were six other hosts just like Ken on the radio station. It's not how it works. If anything, Ken needs people like me that is way different from him in order to make himself sound that much better. This is how this goes. You got to have a blend of different taste and variety. Lima's got to be different from Ken as well. Uh, Nick has got to be different from Ken as well. It's kind of how this goes. That's a good point by by Phelps. It's not talked enough about. People just think everyone can be everyone and it can all be the same version of things. It's just, it's not how it goes. Sorry, they were testy. Now I feel a little testy. I, I don't know why I feel, I feel very, I'm in a mood tonight. I, I was in a really good mood in the first hour. Something about that clip got me in a little bit of mood. We're gonna bounce. We'll, we'll bounce back here. We'll get back on it. I promise. Uh, Nick and Daryl on sleeping on the job. Nothing but sleep to get me back in the mood. Here we go. Here's a sleeping get caught sleeping on air story for you. This was years and years ago, late '90s. <clears throat> I was uh, doing overnight updates. Mm-hmm. This is back in the day where you know 24 hour sports radio was a thing. 
And my boss at the time had gotten me tickets to the final Indians-Tigers game at Tiger Stadium. (laughs) So I had the night off. Mm -hmm. Went, great seats, right behind the Indians dugout. Amazing time, right? So I'm driving home. I'm on the turnpike. And I turn the sta- uh, turn the station on, and I hear the you know the the update sounder go, and then I hear nothing, and I start sweating <laughs> because I'm like, oh no, please don't tell me I did not have the night off. <laughs> I could have sworn that this was my. I'm like, but my boss gave me the ticket. You know, boss's name was Terry. Terry gave me the tickets. Like he handed me the tickets, and I so I I race to the. You know, where the the updates were done from. And walked in on the guy. He was asleep on the floor. That's that's always better to be the the guy that walks in on the person asleep on the floor. Because many people who have had to do the 2020s, who've had to run board. When we used to have overnight shifts, I have not run board at this station for over a decade. And I still wake up in cold sweats (laughs) at least once a year. About that fear of, oh my God, did I miss a break? Because I had two jobs and three kids at home and just never stopped, like sleeping I, four hours a night. I still have cold sweats about that in 2020. I, I had an overnight board shift where I literally had to do one thing per hour. I just had to play the legal ID at the top of the hour, yeah. and that was it. That was the only cart I had to hit. And you just it was obsessively glorious. look at the clock like, yep. Has, is it time for it yet? Is it time? I fell asleep on the job once, but it was not a, it's going to sound worse when I tell you what job it was. So I've had a few jobs in life, but they're not like actual real jobs in my in perception. Like umpiring baseball was not a real job. It's a summer job I had, but it's not one I put on my LinkedIn resume, right? Like uh, on my LinkedIn resume, I only have broadcasting jobs and I don't even have the time I was a server for years on end. Don't even have that on there. But one summer... I decided that uh, I got asked by a neighbor of ours, I was like 17, 18 years old, if I would babysit this child. And this child was like five years old, and he was a genius, legitimate genius child. He might have been smarter than me at 17, and he was five, okay? He was very, very, very smart, very, very gifted. And they put they put this gifted child in my hands. And uh, the kid, you know... We'd go to the park, we'd hang out and everything, but I was also serving as well at the time. And I remember doing, like, I did a double that day, and I worked the morning and the night. It ended up being like a, it was like an 18-hour day, and then I woke up, and then I did the morning shift as well. And so I ended up doing, it was like, uh, I work crazy hours. You guys know this about me. But I it was like 27 hours I worked in, like, the previous 30 or something. And then I had signed up to watch this kid, and I was just so exhausted. I was just, I was spent. I was done. I was tired. And so I remember I took this kid out. We went and played at the park and did all that. And I was like, why don't we watch a show? And the kid's like, that's awesome. Let's watch this show. And I was like, okay, great. And I put my head down on the couch and I just fell asleep, fell asleep on this kid. And this kid was like, it was maybe like an hour. It was not a very long time, but it was definitely, I fell asleep and the five-year-old was there and he turned out to be fine. Cause again, genius kid. He was okay. He just, I woke up and he was sitting there and he was watching TV, but I could tell, I was like, oh no, I let this poor kid down. Like, I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I, I'm i sorry. <laughs> like, I just, I don't have it right now. Because the, the point of entertaining or basically being a good babysitter to a five-year-old is you just got to be entertaining to him. Well, you just got to, that's all it is. That's the whole gig is just be, enter, make me a bicycle clown is all that job is. And I just did just a miserable job of being that for him. 
And uh, and I you can't fall asleep when your baby's in a five-year-old. And I fell asleep. I told the mom, too. I was like, listen, I, I can't do this anymore. I, I fell asleep. I feel awful about it. Like, no. So, long story short, don't work a lot of hours and then try to work any job in life ever because you're going to probably fall asleep. But I've never fallen asleep on this job because that's almost impossible. If I fall asleep during this job, Dominic, uh, it's because I had like a seizure or something and something went way wrong, okay? It's a, this is the one job in the world you just can't fall asleep to. That's nice. I have that going for me, which is nice. My only downfall in the work-life environment, or my work environment, is uh, potentially falling asleep. And that is the fan focus. All right, we come on back. I have an idea for the Browns. I don't know if it's going to fly, but I want to pitch it to you guys, and it involves the Ravens. You'll hear that and more. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on The Fan.